De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And yesterday, Quinn and I talked about sales development as a core competency. And today, we're going to continue our conversation to discuss, should sales development report into marketing? Okay, here's my conversation with Quinn Falk the Director of Sales Development at Snowflake. Quinn, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be here, Doug. Good having you back again, Quinn. So, Quinn, we're going to talk a little bit about where sales development should report. And, and I have to say, I feel like this pendulum swings back and forth over time, right? It's definitely got to be in sales, and it definitely has to be in marketing. Quinn, you've got some gray in the hair. You've got some you know, wind under your sales, a few years managing teams and building teams. So, in your experience, Quinn, where does sales development typically roll into, sales or marketing? Sales primarily for the better portion of my career. And talk to me about upsides and downsides of reporting to sales versus marketing. And, and that's my experience too. Quite a bit of the time it's in sales, but you see these trends where it gets pushed into marketing. Yeah. So advantages versus disadvantages. Let's start with sales. What are the advantages and disadvantages of having the SDR team report up through the sales organization? I think that you know, the, the purpose of the sales development org is twofold. It's generating a revenue pipeline for the business, but it's also generating a talent pipeline. And I do feel like when it reports up to sales, the ability to generate the next generation of sales talent is a little bit more aligned. So you're able to create a farm system, Quinn, is what you're saying. You create a farm system, you have rookie ball. You talked about that in our first episode, right? You talked about how important recruiting is, right? You want to go find the right players for rookie ball, get the folks in a rookie ball. You got three months. You really have a, a really kind of well-constructed onboarding plan at that point. So they get out of rookie ball, graduate them single A into double A into triple A and so forth. And that works better in the sales organization, right? Especially when they're partnering with salespeople. I'm sure they're aspiring to be that salesperson and they're learning a lot of really important skill sets along the way. So, Quinn, I know that you guys recently made a switch in terms of where SDRs were reporting. It was a pretty big switch for you, right? And my understanding is that you made a change from sales to marketing. So talk to me about the advantages of an SDR organization rolling up into a marketing organization. What was that like for you at, at uh, Snowflake? Yeah, I'll be honest. We made the switch about a year and a half ago, and, and I was skeptical. I come from a sales background. Everybody in my life is in sales. And so I didn't know how it was going to work, but I've been very pleasantly surprised to the point where I feel like that's the way of the future. The reason being is the lines between sales development and marketing, specifically account-based marketing, field marketing, and demand gen are growing increasingly gray. 
And so, you know, as a result, the collaboration point really has to happen with the funnel, with the marketing side of the business. And in the past at other companies, there was points of tension between sales and marketing and the SDRs were taking that head on. Now it feels a little bit more collaborative from my perspective in that when there's a problem with the funnel, say the definition of an MQL versus an SQL, as opposed to it being, you know, adversarial between the two parties, the sales development organization is able to lean in and really bridge the gap and be solutions oriented. So it's not about pointing fingers. It's more about collective solutions. Additionally, I feel like the sales development org, because they're the talent pipeline into the organization, there is a little bit more credibility when it's persuading the sales organization into buying into some of these definitions. It's really interesting. And, you know, really, Quinn, if you think about it, there is no right answer here, right? It really depends on the organization Absolutely. and what its priorities are. But you refer to something that I think is present for so many of us, which is, let's call it account-based strategies or account-based marketing. I think I've heard the term ABX before. Mm -hmm. And I know that Snowflake has embraced account-based marketing and actually is, I would you know, venture to say, probably leading account-based marketing in terms of techniques and in terms of thought leadership. And there's quite a bit out there on the Snowflake website if folks want to learn a bit more about what they're doing. But I would also tell you that really what you're describing your Quinn is when we're talking about your standard kind of prospecting motions, it makes a lot of sense to report to sales, especially when the sales organization, you know, is getting fed through the farm system. That is the SEO organization. But you're pointing out something really interesting, right? Which is that when we start thinking about account-based strategies, the coalition of marketing and SDRs becomes actually more important because so much of the nuance of understanding whether you're actually performing as you should to get into those accounts is quite often more ambiguous than the standard prospecting approach. Would you agree, Quentin? And if so, talk to us a bit more about the idea of ABS and how that's really impacted your relationship with the marketing. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. The crude way to say it is, you know, there's one neck to choke. If the sales organization isn't getting their, the pipeline that they need, then that all falls to the marketing side. And, you know, converse, if it's not getting converted, that all falls on the sales side and, and clearly defining those. I mean, my working relationship with the ABM team over the past year and a half, I can honestly say it's been the most enjoyable aspect of my job. Not to say that sales development alone was getting stale, but this is the new frontier. As more and more sales development orgs emerge, you keep on hearing the thought leaders say the death of the SDR. And I'm just not buying it. What I'm seeing is that we become more intentional with our partnership with marketing. So what's that look like? I'm lucky in that my counterpart and ABM, Hillary Carpio, is just the top-notch ABM expert that I've ever come across. And so we're doing a handful of different ABM campaigns, whether they be one-to-one -one ABM campaigns where we're targeting specific personas with banner ads and you know, all sorts of digital assets over the top to more programmatic, whether that be vertical-based or workload-based, account-based marketing. The idea is like, why would you be going in as an SDR with bayonets when, when we have drones, right? The partnership is critical between both parties. But to do that, it's a lot more effective 
to have the SDRs providing the coordinates, to have the SDRs partnering with them. The account executives, in theory, per the Aaron Ross predictable revenue stratification of the teams, they're too busy, you know, bringing the deals across the line. They shouldn't have the time to invest in that top of funnel partnership. But the SDRs who are compensated on the meetings and opportunities, they know those accounts inside and out. And so they can provide the coordinates to ABM as to where we need the air cover. So it's like so many things in business, Quinn. Really, the answer is, well, it depends. In the case of Snowflake, we have an organization that is dedicated to ABS motions. And that reporting line makes more sense to have the sales development organization rolling through marketing. But I would also say that, you know, these things are not mutually exclusive. We talked about the farm system. By the way, congratulations to us, Quinn. We used an analogy to baseball and to weapons of destruction. Good job (laughs) to compare and understand these things. But, you know, ultimately, it's not mutually exclusive. You can build a high-functioning sales development organization that is best practice-driven with great culture, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, and building great culture. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean you can't feed your sales organization with great sales talent. Okay, that wraps up this episode of Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Quinn Folk, Director of Sales Development at Snowflake, for joining us in part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, where Quinn and I are going to discuss building an SDR culture of excellence. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is revgenpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is at MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.